This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us for the opposition view this time, David from the What's the Crack podcast. How are you? Hi, boys. You're all good. We're all good, mate. We're We're all good. good. We are fantastic. Now, the last time we spoke... The last time we spoke, we were asking what was going to go on with uh, with Coventry's ground, with the takeover, with all sorts of stuff. So we want an update on that because, of course, interesting things have happened. So we'll come to that. But but before we do, the Coventry game where you came to us, I mean, it was a 1-0 defeat, but you handed our ass to us on a plate. The other thing that was on a plate that day, of course, was blue cheese, Carl. You don't remember much of that, do you? No, no, no. I remember very little about that game, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> it's quite reasonable. He basically came across. The people who had to clean up the uh, the stadium objected because there were little puddles of saliva in front of every seat where everybody looked at Victor Jokeres and went, Jesus, that's what a forward looks like. You lucky bastards. He's a bit of a player, isn't he? Yeah, only for the next couple of months, mate, because as you well aware, it'll be gone in the summer. It's too good to be here. Are there any rumours as to where he might end up? Oh, Premiership, I presume, but... The, the two big ones, um, just this week gone, he switched his agent to some big big shot agent. Um, oh. So there's rumours of West Ham or the German League. Oh, Hopefully the German League then. Oh. No, I was going to say West Ham might not be Premier League next yeah. year. Like, yeah. West, West Ham also have a tradition of um, fucking up strikers quite quite reasonably as well. So, yeah, hopefully he doesn't go there. As a cough fan, no, I think a lot of us are just resigned to the fact he's going to go, let's get the best price we can for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's an no, amazing, I... amazing thing, really, your 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 story this season. Because I was talking to somebody about the pitch at the beginning of the season. And if you told me then that Coventry were going to go and, and have a season that they've had, I would have said you're mental. But 
fair play to you. Absolutely fair play. It's madness, really. The start of the season, we couldn't even play because obviously the wasps and all that sort of stuff with the pitch. Yeah. Um, if someone said at the start of the season, what's the dream? It'd be wasps to go bust, which they have done, and it would be to get a takeover and get the season <laughs> out, which again we have. And now Mike Ashley owns the ground. It's an absolute circus still, but we're in a better position. And, and a big hello to all you Wasps fans out there. Um, yeah, I'm, glad I'm glad you've gone both. Yeah, both, see you again. Yeah, both, both of you, I imagine. Yeah, no, no. So, I mean, <laughs> t- t- take us through a little bit about the ground. Obviously, you had the Wasps connection. They went bust. People were coming down on the train to London to talk in court or various places. All sorts of stuff went on. The takeover, somebody now owns the club and Mike Ashley owns the ground. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's as crazy as it sounds, yeah. So we're owned by a local businessman from around our area. Don't know really know how he made his money. His brother owns some big razor company. He's a bit strange on Twitter, but we'll, we'll leave that. And yeah, we're trying to do a deal now with Mike Ashley to play at the ground for the foreseeable future to be fair to Ashley he's come in he's removed wasps out of the seats it all says Fraser's group everywhere now everywhere it looks like a Littlewoods magazine with buy now pay later but <laughs> we are, at, least, at least we're trying to get a bit of money from the ground now okay alright well that, that there you go a story of a club involving Mike Ashley that hasn't gone tits up I, I don't want really to jinx it yet, yet. Yeah, yes. there we go <laughs> The thing is going tits up, boys. Um, obviously, it's not a surprise since the last fight you've changed manager again. <laughs> hang on. He's gone on the hang attack on. here. Hang He's on. gone on the attack. People are rocking up here for the second time and being far too familiar. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. paper. What the, what's going on at Watford? You've got a brilliant side. Oh, what's going on? Don't ask us, mate. We ain't got a fucking mate, clue. If we knew that, we would probably have less hours to commit to a podcast, but we seem to spend our life going, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's yeah. it's a circus. It's an absolute fucking circus, to be honest with you. And I, I, I've got, I'm, I'm going to make the case at some point that this season is worse than last season because last season, yeah, we got relegated. But I mean, and we had that awful stretch of games where we, sh- I'm sorry, I'm going off for one now. We had that awful stretch of games. Where we, yeah. Where we lost oh. 11 in a row at home or whatever it was. And we had Roy Hodgson in charge. Peter will wake up in a minute. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and all of that. But this season, there was so much hope, so much promise. We're in a, in a lower division. I'll be playing against uh, teams that aren't as good. That hasn't worked out for us, has it? Uh, they are as good as it, it seems. Uh, we've got no team spirit whatsoever. The players aren't fucking interested. And I actually think, this season is worse than last season for so many reasons. It really is. Very, very quickly add something to that. And I, I'm in complete agreement with what Jesse said, but more so since Peter explained the financial situation to me. Yeah, so I'm even more fucked off. <laughs> are, you, are you in trouble financially? Oh, it doesn't look, it doesn't paint a pretty picture. Put it that way. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've just seen our, uh, our, our basically everything coming back after our last year in the Premiership, which we thought couldn't get couldn't have got any worse. But actually, that season that we thought couldn't get any worse has actually got worse because I think we made a £16 million loss, even though we kind of really tied in a lot of the uh, reduced the wages down to like 61% of revenue, all sorts of things. And we still, we still managed to post a, a £16 million loss, which kind of begs the question, when 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 are we going to start earning some money in order to pay off some of the debt? But anyway, enough of our problems. Enough of our <laughs> problems on and off the park. Don't worry, we'll we'll be making you feel good about Friday. Oh, sorry about about Monday. I should say uh, when we get to the prediction league thing, which is still still basically stinking out this place like a dead dog. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, what we want to know first of all is. 
let's hear about the rest of your season because one of the things we do now that we have now that we have video because Carl and I are so photogenic we thought well we can't we, we can't keep this away from the world um, yeah. we take a look at our opposition's home and away stats and you are kind of if we had a league for both the home and the away, you would be just outside the playoffs for both. You seem to be really quite consistent. Your your points per game at home are 1.65. So out of 20 games, you've won nine, you've drawn six, you've lost five. You're scoring more than both home and away. You score 24 versus conceding 21 at home. And the away stats, you've scored 23 and conceded 20. And you've kind of got, uh, what, 19 away games, six wins, six draws, seven losses. So that's that's for, for an away kind of result. That's kind of relatively normal. But the, the, the home... Bits definitely have you have you up there. What's been the story of the season? Do you play the same home and away? Uh, are you playing to Jokeris's kind of pace, or, or tell us a little bit about the season, how it, how it's gone since we last played you? It's been pretty solid, apart from if you if you look back through all the fixtures and it, Saturday just gone, we'll tell you the same: losing four 0 at home to Stoke after every international break. The first game back, we've been absolutely awful. Without that, we would have been flying. But the last couple of weeks, really, has been frustrating. Um, during the Cheltenham week, Cheltenham Festival week, we had Wigan, uh, Wigan and Preston away. Again, threw it away, really. We've got two draws. Should have should have won them both. So it's been frustrating the last couple of weeks. But um, on, on whole, it's pretty solid. We took it at the start of the season. There's still an outside chance of the playoffs now, but I think... We've got to pretty much win win the home games left. We've got Reading and Birmingham. And we've got to go Swansea tomorrow. We've got to go to Middlesbrough still. Still got to play Watford yourselves at home. I don't think we'll do it, but it's been a progressive season. That's a very good look or very good way to look at it. I think I wish we could look at it and say it's been progressive, but as you've heard from uh, basically do not scratch your eyes head of optimism, Justin, it, uh, <laughs> it's been somewhat it's been somewhat dour gruel, but hey, never mind, never mind. Well to, to be to be fair to you boys, <clears throat> I know you've got a hard game tomorrow. Huddersfield seems to be picking up a little bit of form at the right time. Yeah. Um, but if you can get a win, we can get a win. It, all of a sudden, Monday, it could mean everything to both. Yeah, or it could mean nothing. yeah I, I said this to somebody uh, earlier today. I said, if, if you get a result against Huddersfield and, and your game goes your way, uh, all of a sudden, our game actually becomes a becomes a big game all of a sudden. Yeah, so, it, yeah, 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 it, could yeah, be yeah. Massive, it could be meaningless. There you go, Justin. That's how you see the brighter side of football. Yeah, no, but no, that's, oh, no, no, don't, no, no, don't, get, no, don't get me wrong. I, I completely agree with Justin. We're fucking awful, but I was just saying. <laughs> yeah, this is the bright side of football for Coventry we're talking about here, Sean. Yeah, are, are you sure you're not just overacting from getting beat against Luton last week? The big this guy, oh, where did we oh, find he's, this guy? I, he's punching, oh, he's punching. David, David's, come, David's come out, he's come on here with a with an attitude, you know, yeah. ready for the bank holiday, hasn't he, quite honestly? Start he's, with he's, this, Your Honour. Fucking hell. <laughs> Boys, we're flying. Last time I spoke to you, I was still worried about staying up. We're going for the top six now, so we've got you to get are. all out. You've yeah, done, well, done superb. Yeah, no, we deserve we deserve all the hammerings you can you can deliver <laughs> after um, oh, after losing to them. Oh, Spread them out, though. Not all in the first 10 minutes. Spread them out a bit. You know, we're, yeah. we're sensitive. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you what, in terms of Luton, I know that they're doing well this year. We've played them yeah. twice, Stop and they it. look awful. We can't beat yes. them. They look awful. Yeah. yeah. They, they won't go up. They won't go up. <laughs> okay, now, move on, Peter. What's the next section? <laughs> 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 no, not at all. Not at all. I was just enjoying the fact. I thought just for a moment, Carl was going to be spraying a little ray of sunshine over our over our doomy eeyore of a podcast. I mean, let's be honest, there was no danger there. Right. Okay. 
Well, one of the things we've been doing when we've been speaking to people second time around, obviously between the moments when they start abusing us over our season, <laughs> track record owners and managing sackings, once we do that, is uh, I've decided that I'm going to predict who I think your star man of the season is. Now, in fairness, commentary have got a number of players. He's not very good at it either. He's not very good at it either. No, <laughs> no in, fairness, in fairness, I'm as shoddy at this as, as we are at most things, which is, I think, a comforting thing. But I looked at it and I thought, there, there, there was a couple of players in there. Ben Schiff, I like a lot, but I couldn't get away from him. But we turned out, we spoke about earlier on. He is wanted by everybody. Jokeres has surely been your star man amongst, even though you've had a, a real kind of team effort from everybody back to finish. 39 games, 18 goals. So he's practically on a one in two ratio, which is what you need from the Premiership. But he's also bagging his assists against us. He ran us ragged on the break. We thought you were comfortably the most the most accomplished counter-attacking team that we played because we had the ball, but we're kind of slow and we're ponderous and kind of everything goes around the back and then we kind of shuffle up the pitch and then we go, oh, we've lost it again and repeat and rinse. You guys got it and it was bang and he just ripped us a new one. Now, that's my take on it. But as ever, I know somewhere between not very much and completely fuck all about Coventry City. You are the acknowledged expert here. Have I? Am I talking complete bollocks, or have I once struck gold? I can't. You can't say you've struck gold. Picking the obvious one, but you are. Wrong. Hey, hey. hey. He's st- you are I consistent. I picked the right you are one. Consistent. Um, you, you get no, you get nothing for picking the the outsider when the favourite wins the race. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, on, yeah, he has, he has been the star man, but you mentioned another one in um, Sheaf. Sheaf's unbelievable. So is Hamer. Um, yeah, and the there's a couple of unsung heroes in there. Carl McFadden, he's 107 years old now, and he's absolutely rock solid. At, at the back and also there's a few but Jake Bidwell left back some of our fans don't rate him he's 7 out, 8 out of 10 every week just does does what he's there to do he's a solid player as well I'm a big fan of Bidwell we, we mentioned earlier on people are obviously going to be in for, for Jokeres what about what about Sheaf is he being looked at are there rumours about him Hamer as you say has had a great season um, what's his name is it O'Hare or O'Hare he seems he, to he, be on the yeah he didn't did his ACL Boxing Day oh how did oh that's fine oh, so so at least you're going to keep him then uh, is yeah. there any kind of is there any other players that because you've had a bit of as you say a progressive stand you know, kind of season and I think the football that you've played will attract a lot of Premiership interest personally I, I'd be surprised if somebody like Sheaf isn't attracting the the lower reaches of the Premiership I'm not saying he's going to be top six but where the money is you can imagine somebody coming in getting any rumours or do you think you're going to be reasonably still intact next season. No rumours, but four days ago Sheaf's on the new deal. Oh god. So even if, even if he does go, it's all about the cash cash now. So we'll get a big prize for him. I don't think he will though. We'll stay for another year. We wouldn't have signed the contract. Hamer potentially I think there's potential for him to leave. Um Jokerez is gone. We're we his answer. We yeah. had a fans from the other night and someone asked him outright saying are you going to stay? And he goes, yeah, if you're in the premiership and we're not going to be so we know he's gone. Uh, that's, a that's, that's, that's a tough one, response one, one I would say uh, not player but and we do love a manager your manager Mike Robin done brilliant he, he's Mate, uh, the bloke's a genius yeah 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 he's done really well to get to get the, the and, and what I mean by this is not just the, the football he plays it's everything that's been going on 
outside of it, you know, in terms of the stadium, in terms of everything that's gone on, he's managed to keep a group of players together and, and get you really, really competitive this season. And you are. And you, like you just said, you're still in the shout of the playoffs. It's not over yet. The bad thing with Robbins, when he first came in, the weekend just gone, obviously, we were seeing Bolton lift a checker trade or whatever they're calling it these days. So yeah. um, we, yeah. we got to the final in 2017. We were awful. We relegated from League One with about three points, whatever it was. It was an embarrassing season. Um, Robbins come in about two weeks before the final. We took 50,000 to Wembley for a nothing game. Robbed Oxford. We got battered all game, beat them 2-1. And from that day on, the whole thing changed. We, we got relegated. We got out of League Two. And ever since then, under Robbins, we've just progressed and progressed and progressed. In the next two, three years, we will be in the Premiership under, if, if Robbins stays, which I think he will. Was there any... Because I remember, obviously, when um, when Norwich sacked Dean Smith, I think he was he was strongly linked because, of course, he had a, a good playing career at, at Norwich. Was there any danger of that happening or is he just too strongly attached now to Coventry? Not this season. Last season, Sunderland came in for him and he basically laughed at them. Said, so what would I go there for? But no, touch wood, no one's been in for him. I've said this for years, it's a bit of an outlandish statement because it will never ever happen. But I think the only club he leaves for is Man United. Obviously, it would never happen, but if they come in for him, I think he'd go. Anyone else, I don't think he'd leave. He loves it too much here. I, I don't I don't think that's true. I think we have to hit back here. I mean, there's every possibility. I mean, just by the statistics alone, that at some point next season, we'll probably employ him. <laughs> but don't, don't worry, you'll have him back after three weeks because that's our <laughs> yeah, operandi. Yeah, that's fine, right? Okay, well, there we go. Hi, this is Marlon King, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, this sounds like it's going to be uh, you know, a bit of an interesting game. You've got Swansea away. We've got Huddersfield at home, first of all, and then see where we come to on Monday. But before we get to the... Uh, uh, to the prediction league. One of the other things we like to do is a thing we're, we're calling Coventry One Two Three, and here we are, three players who played for both the Sky Blues and the Hornets. And I'm going to ask you first of all, David, and I just want you to name one of them first of all, and then we'll talk through them and work out eventually who we think has the greatest legacy at which club. So okay. here's three players, and I just want you to name one first of all, and then we'll watch Justin and Carlos flounder as they try and do the same. Okay, so here's three players. Oh my played. God have played for both clubs, all. and I am using the word played in its widest possible yeah. form. I, I, I think you are. <laughs> Dave, Dave which, which player would you like to select and name? Is it is the one on the left, John Eustace? It is. Oh, it's that's gone. very good. It is. All that... John Eustace, yeah. yeah. It absolutely is. Uh, Carlos, I came to you uh, second time last time. So in fairness, Carl, yeah. who do you want to name? Well, I'll, I'll go for... He didn't really play for us as such, but I'll go for Mickey, I'm shit on the radio and then anything else that he's done, play for Newcastle, <laughs> stupid moustache, Quinn. Okay, so that's a warm reception. Excellent. Justin, who would that be in the centre resplendent in, uh, in, in Birder kit with Birder sponsor? Embarrassingly, Peter, I don't know. I do, I do, I do, I do. That's Marvin Scordell. Is it Scordell? I was going to say it's Scordell. I didn't know he played for Coventry. 
Okay, yeah, Marvin. Okay, Marvin Sordell. But yeah, I had no idea he played for Coventry. Uh, we, we had him in League One for a bit. He was absolutely terrible. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did. You only had him for a bit of a season and it didn't quite work out for him, did it? Which of your many grounds... See, I'm punching back now. Which of your many grounds <laughs> were, you at, <laughs> were you at at that particular point? When, uh, when you had him, been one, you had... one of about 50, but I'm sure we, we had him at, at the Rico, I think. Yeah, we did. That was the season we, we won the checker trade. He didn't play at Wembley, though. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you are disassociating any form of success <clears throat> away from Marvin. So yeah. he's not he's not performed that well. Okay, that's fine. Well, what I'm going to ask you to do, Dave, is to work out with these three players, and I'm going to ask you to give them bronze, silver, and gold as to who has the best legacy at Coventry City. All right, that's an easy question, mate. Excellent. Who are you gonna go who are you gonna go for bronze? Who's who's in third place? Who do you think Marvin Sordell? <laughs> oh, oh there's a shock. Anybody, okay. The old the old triumph of Wembley not doing it for him, they're not appearing. So who's gonna be in in, in gold? Is it gonna be uh, a a rather young looking uh, young John Eustace there or uh, or the or the mustachioed one? Who who comes out silver, who comes out gold? The absolute legend gold is Mickey Quinn. He was a hero at Cov. He scored um, goals at Coventry, didn't he? In the Premiership as well. We're a decent yeah. side then. And he was scoring for fun. And John Eustace is all right, to be fair. He, he's not a bad manager now either. So Eustace can have silver, but Mickey Quinn's a legend. It's fair to say, it's fair to say that when he came to Watford, we he wasn't get him quite, in his prime, did we? He wasn't in his prime. <laughs> he played his he played, and again played is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this sentence right but the, the honest truth is right you can go on the internet and it's almost almost impossible to find a picture of mickey quinn in a watford kit and that is the reason for that is that this is the only available picture of mickey quinn at luton playing away at luton and the reason is because he's trying to stand out a picture because that actually was as close as he ever got to the ball during <laughs> any one of his appearances um he came along and he said, he said, I have a deceptive turn of pace. And he wasn't wrong because he was slower than he looked, right? He was, uh, <laughs> he, he said, the, the first five yards is in my head. And it was a good job it was there because it wasn't on the fucking pitch. I can tell you that much. So much so that if you ever read the uh, the Mickey Quinn uh, uh, biography, and I did indeed read just the Watford section whilst in WH Smith's once. It's basically <laughs> half a page, One and page. you basically just go. It basically, I uh, I can't remember it completely, but it was roughly speaking. Watford fans are. C-ts. I think that was roughly. What it said. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was very much the theme of it. Um, to be fair, yeah, the amount of abuse we've got from you three, you can't blame him for saying that. You've absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I mean, in fairness, we are equal opportunities abusers. We'll, we'll do this to people we like as well. Um, but there we go. So we, we mentioned there John Eustace looking looking mighty young. There already, oh, he is, he? there as a you know, basically as cracky, he's, he's a fetus there, and he, yeah, he's got a captain's armband out. He's, he's done. Resting, he's he's resting his finger on Lloyd Doyley's head there for some reason. <laughs> I'm not sure why he's doing that. But anyway, yeah. Oh, position. I'll be honest with you. If I was going to rest my finger on any one thing in Watford history, it'd be Lloyd Doyle's head. That's definitely yeah, yeah, my yeah. preference. Yeah. But he was—he was a captain supreme. But you had him. You know, he was. Uh, I think he played for Dundee or somewhere, or, uh, or Dundee United for a couple of games, maybe on loan. And then he came and he was with you for about three or four seasons before poddling off to Stoke or wherever. John Eustace played for us when we cooked yeah. off the Premiership that season, when we did 2001, when we got relegated. That's when he kind of broke in. And was he always a leader Gordon, from, Gordon you know, from the off? Was that obvious? Gordon Strachan managed that. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it was. It was Strachan's first season, and when we come down, 
uh, I think September, we lost to Grimsby at home 1 0 and thought, we're fucking sick of this. And Strachan got the boot. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it originally was Strachan, yeah. Chris, he was Chris always been a captain. A captain. Uh, yeah. No, but you could, you got to think he played in the same team as Gary McAllister, so I don't know how he got the fucking armband, to be honest. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, didn't they have? Um, am I right in saying I could be wrong with this? Mason, the young lad that we had, didn't he play for Coventry? Was it Brent, Brendan, Brandon, Br- Mason? Brandon Mason? Was Brandon a serious Mason. player a couple of years ago. Yeah, he'd be yeah. really, really good. But yeah, he fell yeah, really... out massively with with Mike Robbins and Robbins. Rob, if once Robbins falls out with someone, you've got no chance to fuck him off. He's a great player. Mason was. Yeah, he, he he was very popular with us. He broke in in Walter Matsari's um, yeah. kind of yeah, and did did really really well. But the problem is with Walter Matsari is the world is divided into two sets of people: those who like Walter Matsari and those people who have spoken to him. And unfortunately, he knew what <laughs> what a giant he was as well. Yes, by the way, um, yeah, I'm on a theme tonight. I do apologise. Anybody thinks he's been a tricky couple of days? Day, Peter. What's going on here? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So there we go. John Eustace, Marvin Scordell, which Justin couldn't remember. I know. It doesn't look like him there. He's uh, normally Marvin. because he's smiling very... and he's Scordell. Yeah, that could be it. He's got very distinctive eyes, Marvin, because they're sort of closed in that picture. Oh, I didn't recognize <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're, even when they're closed, they're still open. You'll never get it, rid of them things. <laughs> I think it says everything about Justin's approach and attitude towards Watford, that he can remember Mickey Quinn, but he couldn't remember Scordell. That just says yeah. it all, really, doesn't it? I, 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 I tell you, the big one who you didn't put in there, boys, was Marlon Ooh. King. He was a real at Cov and Watford. Yeah, well, there yeah. was Marlon King. There was there was Paul Furlong. There, there wasn't Andre Gray or Nathan Ellington. Oh, Thus, shame. Mickey Quinn appears. But yeah. <laughs> t- t- tell us about tell us about King Kingy when he was there because he was great for us. How did he Mate, how did boy, he shop you? Still to this day, if someone asks me the best strike I've seen at Cov outside the Premiership and maybe now apart from Yoka, as it's Marlon King, he was absolutely a different level. Well, we got him when he first came out of prison, and if he did, if he didn't ever go to prison, there's no way would he have been at Cov. It was unbelievable. His movement yeah. was a joke, mate. It was class. We we spoke to him now, what, for yeah, over time. a year ago? Two, two, two years ago, then. Yeah, yeah, two years. Jesus Christ, did, yeah. Did you manage to talk to him? Because we were supposed to interview him, and then on the day, but we said to Marlon, look, we don't want to, but we've been hammered for this. We've got to ask you about your crime and that. And he's like, nah, fuck that. So he just didn't speak to us. He wanted to talk to us about it. We said, he yeah. wanted us to be the whole thing. You, how you got into football, your time at Watford, all of the trials and tribulations. And in fact, apart from Alan Smart, he's probably the longest we've ever had a, a ex-footballer on to speak to. It was a yeah. good two and a half hours he spoke to us for. Mm. So that's he weird. Lives in, um, ta- is it Tanzania? Zambia. Yeah, he's still wearing Zambia. 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 Zambia, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because if you read socials at the minute, if Jokeres leaves... It'll get hammered, right? But he's coming. Yeah. We we paid fucking peanuts for him. We'll get a fortune for him. He scored 16 last year. He scored 18 this year or something. You can't ask for a better return from a player, but it'll still yeah, get booed yeah. if you don't. It's, yeah, it's, per- it's the perfect model, isn't it? If you're going to turn yeah. players like that, it's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. We, that'll be us in the next couple of seasons, trying to trying to turn that turn those little gems into into Premier League players. Mm. Little gems, you've got fucking... Some of your players have got to be still worth 25, 30 million now. Do you think you're losing well, them in the summer? We've, knowing the way our clubs run, we've probably got loans against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not wrong. No, they're, they're probably going to have to be moved on out of necessity. We're in all likelihood staying down. I mean, whilst it's mathematically possible, who knows? Who knows? But... We're going to have to get to the point where the rubber hits the road, which is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Completely Rubbish Prediction League, which we've kept going 
continually on and on and on. And, and we've basically been it's like doing having, this. It's like having dysentery, this part yeah, of the, basically. The, the pod. Yeah, it really is uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's the equivalent of sciatica, most certainly. But what we've been doing is, is you will be playing for the EFL, who currently sit two points behind Justin on 19 points. Carl is, uh, is, is languishing somewhere back. He's basically trying to... He's basically trying to catch up like Mickey Quinn running towards an ice cream van currently. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but we always start with our guests, especially when they've been so so nice and polite about what for you have done. So, <laughs> so Love it. We start, we start with you. What do you think the score prediction is going to be for when Watford visit on Bank Holiday Monday? Last time we did a prediction for the away leg, I was quite I was quite reserved. I fancied it deep down, but I didn't want to say anything. I went for a two-all draw. This time, you I think did. I think we'll, I think we'll do you three 0 Three 0 Oh, something to look forward to. Three 0 three 0 Memories of a Desmond snatched away, and a three 0 put in there. That's not yeah. good. That's not good. The, 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 the only reason I say that, I think after what happened last week at home to Stoke, we need a massive reaction on Monday, and I think I think we'll get one. Fair play, fair play. Rhyme and indeed reason behind that, Carlos. What are you yeah. going for? Well, it's um, it's with a heavy heart. But I say um, it's going to be my last away game of the season, Coventry, because I really can't be doing watching this shit anymore. So I'm hoping that for my last game of the season, they pull their finger out the out their asses and get me a result. So based on that, I'm going to say Coventry one, Watford one. Forcing. Forcing the one all king into actually fucking thinking for a change. <laughs> it, was on, the delayed, it was a delayed reaction I saw in his face. It was like, it's because you didn't say 1 1. It's because you went Coventry 1, Watford 1. I'm thinking, oh, I, could, oh, I can't now. He's just done that. Fucker. Come on, Eon. Yeah, what are well, you saying? Well, as we record, this is before the Huddersfield game. So God knows how we're going to get on in that game. Oh, I don't know. If there is going to be a reaction after Luton, it'll happen tomorrow against Huddersfield. Um, so let's assume we beat Huddersfield like 1-0 or something. We're gonna go, yeah, I, I, I think we're still going to lose it. I'm going to go 2-1 Coventry. Oh, yeah, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. We're doing that. There we go. We've got two we'll get a little call. lift. We're going to get a little lift and go, oh, look, 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 it's working. And then straight back down. <laughs> again, 2-1 away. That's what I think is going to happen. Yes, well, Chris Wilder has come out this week, of course, and absolutely right royally slagged the players for their lack of uh, of of reaction, character, gumption, energy, work rate. I mean, just go and read a dictionary. He slagged it off for all of the good stuff, not being there. So, yeah, you're probably right. We might see a reaction. But, of course, tomorrow we go and face grip hook Neil Warnock, and then we face the mighty Coventry at the Rico Arena. Home, or, or soon to, of course, be the Sports Direct Arena. But you know, we're you know, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't, we we don't want to be impolite to our guests who turn up, turn around, <laughs> and go, "How many managers?" <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go, there we go. Right. Well, I'm going to come on to one more thing here, and this is a bit of a quiz for you, David. Now, oh, like the it. the Coventry City badge is basically. I've gone and found a website. And it's called What's Behind the Badge. And Fuck it, you put me under the bus there, aren't you? Oh, yeah. mate. You Literally, have no idea. He, he does it to us all the time, mate. Don't feel yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. What's behind the badge? Can you tell me, first of all, what are the three animals on the Coventry badge? 
Well, there's, there's two birds and an elephant, but what I think one's a phoenix, one's an elephant. Yes. I th- to be honest, I've got to be honest, I thought both the birds were phoenixes, so you've stopped oh. me already. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine, that's fine. One of, one of them is apparently Leofric the eagle, because Leofric was uh, married to some queen of Mercia or something like that, which is fine. And the, the phoenix, absolutely, because of Coventry being bombed in the war, coming through. So it's kind of all set, sat in with the, with, the Coventry, uh, uh, with the Coventry kind of coat of arms and everything. However, and this isn't even really what it's about, if you go to um, whatsbehindthebadge.com, what do you think the elephant represents about Coventry? Fat well, people in Sainsbury's. <laughs> and then I'm going to share with you because this is a fucking doozy. <laughs> I'll have a, I'll have a guess before you share it. Go on in, go on in. As a city, we're called the city of peace and reconciliation. So something to do with peace and that sort of carry on. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. The actual answer is right. The oh. elephant is representative not only as a beast so strong that he can carry a castle full of armed men, but also as a symbol of Christ's redemption. Oh, Christ's yes. redemption. <laughs> I don't know about you. Every time I see Christ, wow. I just think elephants personally. Well, right? I just think Coventry. Yeah. Yeah, Coventry. So it's not Jerusalem. He's, he was, it's Coventry. Yeah. Right. Okay. A, a sinless sacrifice, a sinless sacrifice for the sins of the human race. Who's been wandering Bloody around? Hell. Who's been wandering around Nazareth, basically sacrificing elephants? I want to know. <laughs> this would be a ransom to equal the sinless life that Adam lost, that sent mankind into meltdown. This is brilliant. Now, the elephant is also seen as a dragon slayer. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> right? right now it goes. There is a long-forgotten tradition of dragon slaying in the area, and Coventry is... Of Coventry? What? <laughs> we want to know who the fuck has been slaying all the dragons, and is this basically code name for what some of the Coventry ladies look like on a Saturday night? Dungeons and Dragons is based on Coventry. Is that what we're saying? This is great. I, I, yeah. To be honest, we were famous for a bird getting its tits out on a horse. That's all I knew. I've never <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They weren't going to put Lady Godiva on there. Of course. That would be a fantastic badge, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go back to that, because there was at the end there, it was said, so Coventry's believed to be the birthplace of St. George, even though he's actually born in Turkey. Yeah, it's Turkey. So how, how could it be believed to be Coventry if he was actually born in Turkey? <laughs> I'll tell you what, we, we've got a few nice kebab houses, but I wouldn't say he was born here. Right, OK, so you've got Turkish kebab houses, OK, oh, got yeah. you. We right. should do this feature. Right, this feature has to come Is back every time. Is it a this fucking a parody bit. website? Is it taking the piss? Because yeah. none of that... Wait, someone's, mate, someone's had your pants down. That ain't fair. I, I, I don't care. They can they can have them down willingly. They're an unpleasant place to go excellent. down or up. That's fine. St. George <laughs> was born in Coventry, although it's in Turkey. He was from, I don't know. I, I love the fact, again, I love the fact that Justin picks up on something that says elephants are Christ. They are the <laughs> sinless sacrifice and that people used to slay dragons in the Coventry area. And Justin goes, that's unbelievable. It says he was born in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, BC. Get them sorted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, we need to use this more often. We're going to yeah, use this more we'll often. That that we are, we are going to be featuring this. We may have to. We may have to block out what is the actual source of this wonderment. It's absolutely <laughs> superb. I'd be interested to see what it's got to say about our badge because everyone obviously calls it a moose. Oh, oh, it's good. It's good. Is it good? <laughs> it's actually very good. But if you read every one. 
it just it just feels like you know when he was writing this. I think I know when he sparked up a joint. It's around this passage here. <laughs> the dragon slaying. Yeah, that's when it started. Because <laughs> I, I genuinely thought, I thought, well, how come they've got an elephant on their badge? And I found this and said, I don't care anymore. This is wonderful. No, I thought, how far can we take this? And I've just made it up as I've gone along. How big is the ball that the elephant is balancing on, for goodness sake? The elephant is balancing on a ball that's four times it's the size of a It's got a castle on its back. It's got, yeah, it's got a, a castle on its back. And, yeah, it's just like... The, I love the fact that it says only a beast like that could carry, and if, if, if sorry to go back to this again, right? I mean, the wording is wonderful. A castle full of armed men, right? It, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're looking at that going, that, that elephant could never carry that. Ca-. I mean, okay, an unladen castle, maybe, but a fully laden castle? Coconuts and you're banging them together, honestly. The thing is, they've not even got it wrong because the elephant actually represents the three spoils of the city, the city centre, because that's what it's ah, the three towers. Which is the three towers, which is what's yeah. on its back. Right. Look at this. You can take your ramshackle, well established, <laughs> well watched websites. This is where you get the truth, people. <laughs> There you go. I, th- I thought if we were going to go for one, I thought we should basically take on the the symbol that represents both Jesus Christ, sin, and dragon slaying. <laughs> it's all downhill from we've there. Covered, we've covered everything there in that one little uh, section, haven't we? Yeah. Done well. Happy Easter, everybody. It's Christ. It's basically it's a pilgrimage to Coventry. Oh, you know. If you can travel there by elephants, the circle is complete. Do not scratch your eyes. Well, David, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you found that educational at the end there with uh, the, the research <laughs> that we've done on the on the Coventry City badge. Uh, I certainly found that educational. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Look forward to probably speaking to you next season, I think. I've got a feeling we're going to be talking next season, to be fair. So, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season, apart from Monday, of course. And thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. Absolutely. Pleasure as always, boys. Enjoyed it. See you next season. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.